0: Welcome to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh, a place to chow down on topics relevant to writers of all kinds. Hello, and welcome to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh. I'm Marissa, and I can't believe this week has gone by so quickly. It always seems like I just did an episode, and then all of a sudden, it's time to start thinking about a new one, and then I put one together and record it, and the cycle repeats itself. Granted, in these months of the pandemic, the days, the weeks, and even the months have kind of been blurring together for a lot of us, including me. Sometimes I wonder if, at least for those of us who are rarely leaving the house, is there even any point to separating days anymore? But there were a lot of times when time felt like it was going by too fast before the pandemic. So I'm not sure that's really to blame for it. I always heard time's slower when you're young and it speeds up as you get older. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Anyway, when time moves so quickly, it can be hard to come up with new content on a regular basis. As much as you want to come up with fresh content, I think it's easy to forget that you may have already addressed something and repeat it only to have someone point out that you've already addressed it. Which can be kind of awkward. Or if you've done exactly that enough times, you might go back and look through all of your social media posts or podcast episodes or whatnot to see if you have already addressed it before posting about it. I did that a few days ago on Twitter. A grammatical peeve of mine reared its ugly head, and I was going to tweet something snarky about it, but before I did, I scrolled through a bunch of past tweets to see if I'd already tweeted about it, and sure enough, I did, back in June. Which didn't stop me from tweeting about it again, but instead of making like I'd never posted about it before... I retweeted the original post and was like, oh, nothing's changed. It's kind of dumb, and it's not something I do often. I was just having one of those days. It's the same with the topic of this week's episode. I got the idea and thought that maybe it was something I could work with. But then, I started wondering if... Maybe I already did an episode on this topic, because it felt kind of familiar, and I guess I couldn't tell if it just felt that way because I had already thought about it, or I'd already done an episode on it. it It's hard to believe, but I've been doing this podcast for almost a year, and I've done over 40 episodes, and it's getting kind of easy to lose track of everything I've talked about. So I scrolled through my previous episodes and I didn't see an entire episode devoted to this topic, which is good. I still feel like I may have mentioned something about it during a previous episode on another topic. And if I have, I do apologize. But I also think that this is something that can be difficult for a lot of writers at some point. Maybe not for every one of their works, but for certain works. And I also think it's something a lot of people take for granted, which I'm going to get to very soon. So let's talk about titling our literary works, as opposed to, say, titling your car or real estate properties. I got a lot of hits for both of those when I tried looking this topic up online. Not saying they're not important. Just that, if you want to learn anything about either one of them, you're probably not listening to the right podcast right now. So, as for titling your works, I'm sure it's happened to you at least once. You meet someone, they ask you what you do, and at some point you might mention you're a writer. There are probably some writers who've asked this question, but for some reason it always seems like it's something that a lot of people who don't write ask. Probably while giving you a cynical squint. Oh yeah? Written anything I might have heard of? When you're asked that question it's probably easier to name actual titles than offer up descriptions of your works, right? In a similar vein Maybe you haven't published anything yet, but you're working on your first novel, and you tell the person that, and the first question they ask, while once again giving you that weird little squint out of the corner of their eye, what's it called? Let's face it, it's kind of annoying. Maybe you've spent weeks or months or maybe even years on this engrossing work in progress with complex characters and intense psychological drama and all that other good stuff. And this stranger expects you to sum it up in what amounts to basically a soundbite. This is the kind of thing that makes a writer you see portrayed in the movies or TV toss a bunch of crumpled pieces of paper into a wastebasket in anger. Or hell, maybe they pick up the whole wastebasket and just throw it against the wall. And sure, you can curse the person who asks you that dreaded question as much as you want, but the fact that people insist on asking that tells us one thing. Titles matter. In an ideal world, maybe they wouldn't matter so much. You know how they say that you can't judge a book by its cover? It would probably work the same way with titles. But just in case anyone just crawled out from under a rock, which is kind of the way I feel almost every time a YouTube celebrity does something that makes the headlines, so I'm not knocking feeling like you just crawled out from under a rock. We live in a world that's far from ideal. People's attention spans are short, titles matter, and a bad title can deter potential readers from ever picking up a copy of your book or downloading it on Kindle. Actually, you could probably even make that a mediocre title. As an article I'm including a link to in the show notes from WikiHow titled, How to Come Up with a Good Book Title, says, one of those potential readers might be an editor who's thinking of publishing your book. You most certainly don't want your title to deter them from reading your book. Just saying. But the fact that your work should have a title that catches people's eyes or sounds intriguing when it rolls off the tongue definitely doesn't make coming up with one easy for many of us. In an article called Naming Your Novel, How to Choose a Fiction Title That Fits, Jacob Moore calls the process of choosing a novel title quote-unquote agonizing. And I don't think he's being too dramatic by saying that. After all, as Moore explains, you need to choose, quote, something both evocative and provocative. Something that encapsulates the feel of your story, but stays concrete as well. Something that says everything about your book, but gives nothing away. End quote. And if that doesn't sound frightening enough, I'd add that your best bet is to make it as short as possible. Sure, every once in a while, you'll find a great book with a long title, such as A Heartbreaking Work of Staggering Genius, or So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. But most of the time, when I see a long title, I wonder, is the author trying to be ironic? or facetious, or is the author probably a bit long-winded and possibly unsure about what exactly he or she wants to say? Fortunately, Moore explains that we can take several steps to make choosing a novel title somewhat easier. His first recommendation is to, quote, look to your writing, unquote. He suggests going through your novel and looking for a line of dialogue or bit of description that strikes you. The catch here is that pulling a random phrase out of your novel probably won't work. You need to, quote, choose something you can give new meaning to or put a unique spin on, unquote. But it's possible. In fact, it's how the title of the novel that I published in 2019, Grown Into It, came about. It was inspired by a line of dialogue spoken by my protagonist's birth mother. I was reading over an exchange they were having, and it struck me that part of what she said actually was a short but sweet way of summarizing my protagonist's trajectory. Moore also suggests looking to your novel's theme in crafting its title, and asking yourself whether your novel is character-driven or action-driven. I think both of these suggestions are great because they force you to consider what your novel is about. Two other articles I look at suggests that brainstorming is a good way to come up with a compelling title. A piece from the NY Book Editor's blog titled, Coming Up With the Perfect Title for Your Novel, suggests that you brainstorm to come up with a compelling title. The article suggests that you do this early on, after you finish your first draft. And that you do this even if you already have an idea of what you'd like the title to be. They suggest coming up with as many potential titles as possible, starting with at least five. But you can have a lot more. And I'll admit, the idea of coming up with even five seems like it could be intimidating. Although I'm only speaking for me because some authors manage to come up not only with the title for their book, but also titles of each chapter, which is amazing. That's not me. But if you're like me and the prospect of coming up with even five titles seems a little bit, you know, lofty, the article does suggest some creative ways that you can brainstorm. For example, you can use an answer to a question your readers might raise about your main character or its setting. Think of some novels whose title consists simply of the main character's name or where it takes place. I can think of several right off the top of my head, all of which, incidentally, are by Sinclair Lewis, whom I'd recommend reading if you haven't read him yet, just to throw my two cents in there. So, two of his novels were named after his main characters, Babbitt and Elmer Gantry, and then another novel that he wrote was Main Street. The NY Book Editor's article also suggests using a poetic phrase as a title. It stresses that your title doesn't need to rhyme. It may help to think of it as, quote, a very short poem a tiny-sized haiku, Maybe you can even use alliteration, as Shirley Jackson did with The Haunting of Hill House, or as Maxine Hong Kingston did with The Woman Warrior, that kind of thing. And then there's the WikiHow piece I mentioned a few minutes ago, which suggests that you finish writing the damn book first before fussing over the title. Now, that doesn't mean if you do get some ideas while you're writing, you shouldn't jot them down. WikiHouse suggests putting them all down, even if they seem a bit ludicrous. But not settling on one until you're all done. The article also suggests looking at book titles by other authors in the same genre as yours. Of course, this article stresses that you shouldn't try to copy another novel's title, and I'm going to further emphasize that you should never, ever do this. But it is true that sometimes looking at what other people have done can help to spark your creativity. At the very least, it gives you a very good idea of what's already been done, what's worked, and maybe even... What hasn't worked? Maybe you never thought of just how many options you had until you saw another author chose, say, a code or a phrase in another language for a book title, which, by the way, is something else WikiHow recommends that you try. The WikiHow article suggests a number of other unique ways to brainstorm book titles. And I highly recommend you check it out using the link I'm including in the show notes. But I want to stress two other points this piece makes, as I think they're very important. One is to try brainstorming right before you go to sleep. This is because this is one of the most creative times of day for a lot of us. And doing this can inspire us to have dreams that may further spark our creativity. Don't use, I'm too tired, as an excuse. You can come up with some pretty weird shit as you're nodding off. So learn to make it work for you. But regardless of what time of day you brainstorm and what you ultimately choose as your book's title, the WikiHow article stresses that once you finally settle on a title, do an online search to make sure there's not already a book out there with that title. Or something similar. You know what I was just saying about how important it is not to copy another author's book title? Well, that can happen either intentionally or unintentionally. So you want to make sure you cross your eyes and everything when you choose your book title. You don't want to deal with any intellectual property issues, if you can help it. According to an article by Jean Murray called, Can a Book Title be Copyrighted? A book title normally can't be copyrighted in the U.S., but it might be possible for a writer to register it as a trademark. I didn't do great in the intellectual property class I took in law school which was hugely disappointing because IP was one of the legal fields I was most interested in. But that's a topic for another podcast entirely. But anyway, I would highly recommend talking to an attorney who specializes in IP law with any questions you might have. And if that's not feasible, the old adage, if in doubt, leave it out, may be your best bet here. So, now that you've heard all that, how do you feel about choosing a book title? This is how I look at it. And the sources I consulted in putting this episode together, I think back this up. It's not really fair that the title we choose can ultimately make or break our book's success. And it's probably not easy for many of us. But brainstorming for the right title really can get our creative juices flowing, which is always a good thing, help us get into the right frame of mind to discuss and promote our works with confidence, and it can be fun, too. Also, I do think it helps to know that it's not an exact science. So... If you were thinking that the right title had to magically find you when you were least expecting it, you can relax. It's probably much easier to find the quote-unquote right title by writing down everything that pops into your head and then narrowing down your choices through a thoughtful process of elimination. So don't hold back. If you have to use a working title in the first few drafts and maybe change it a few times before choosing something completely different than what you originally had in mind when you get around to publishing it, you're not being indecisive. I think that's really the nature of the creative process. So, please... Let me know what you think about this whole business of titling your books. Email me at marissadelefarfalle at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at marissad 13 or on Instagram at marissadf13. And I'd also really appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts as it'll help a lot more people find out about this show. Until next time, thanks so much for all of your support. I'm very grateful for all of the support and feedback I receive from you. And I really, really hope you found something helpful here. And in every other episode of my podcast that you might have listened to. I really want to serve as a resource for you and let you know that if you're struggling with coming up with a good title, you're most definitely not alone. As Dave Barry has said quote, "It isn't easy coming up with book titles. A lot of the really good ones are taken: thin thighs in 30 days, for example, or the Bible. That said, I think there's definitely hope for you. Stay safe and peace out. This podcast has been brought to you by Anchor, which is the easiest way to make a podcast. Go to anchor.fm for more info.